Welcome to the Refuge Recovery Podcast. Refuge Recovery is a Buddhist-oriented path to recovery from addictions. For more information, please visit us at refugerecovery.org. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, everyone. Anybody at their first uh, World Services Q&A tonight, you can just raise your... Yeah, so a couple, three, four, five new people. Welcome. Oh, um, Vanessa, it's Michelle, and she's saying that other people are getting the same unable to get in screen. Sebastian, you think they need to do something about the update? It depends where they're trying to log in from. If they go to the website, uh, they should be fine. You want me to call Michelle? Yeah, maybe help her out. All right, cool. Um, we do this quarterly, every three months, uh, an opportunity to connect with the community around being of service and um, supporting the infrastructure of refuge recovery. And uh, as the president of the board. Uh, I uh, I host the meeting. Um, sorry, I missed last month. We had to postpone. So this is a makeup meeting for the July meeting that we missed. Vanessa, who is the co-host, is also a World Services board member. Um, and Sebastian is also here, who is a World Services employee. Uh, Sebastian and I are the only two employees of World Services, and we do our best to keep this thing going. And uh, the format tonight is really just Q&A. So if you have questions, comments, clarifications, things that are coming up in your groups that you would like to discuss, uh, this is an appropriate venue to talk about all things refuge recovery group related. And it uh, looks like we have a hand. Richard, go ahead and start. Thank you. Is that music intentional or can we turn it off? I, music? Can't, I can't hear any music. Can I, hear, I don't hear music either. <laughs> right. Maybe one, maybe a filling's picking up a radio station. Could be. All right, never mind. Ignore. Anyway, thank you, Noah. Thanks everyone for being here. Um, so I'm the group rep for the men's meeting on Wednesdays at 5.30 Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern. I'm so used to saying that, it just all flows out. Um, and a couple of business meetings now, last month and this month, the question has come up around Donna. And uh, so there's questions about Donna and um, there's also uh, a kind of a flow of different kinds of rumors that I hear in different meetings that I go to about Donna. So I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna say what the issue is and also the rumors that we've been hearing, I've been hearing, and maybe we'll give you a little bit of rumor busting as well. Is that okay? As sure. Great, okay. So the issue is, is that um, where are we in terms of like, the Donna donations meeting the needs of the budget for refuge recovery. Um, over several past months, we've been hearing the story that we're not making, um, we're not breaking even. You know, we're running in the red, different ways to say it. And so that goes on. And then there's an urging for us to, you know, urge Donna and many meetings that I attend and I know others uh, have, have time set aside uh, with a pause where people can go to the link and pull it up during the meeting or different formulas or different ways that they can give as a like a, a monthly donation through PayPal, that kind of thing. So it's, I, I really see that people are making honest and good efforts to, um, you know, bring, bring more in to fill the coffers, if you will, or probably not fill, but, you know, to, to address the, uh, the shortfall that we, that we suffer. So I really want to commend everybody for their efforts. Having said that, um it came up in the men's meeting the other night is like can we as a group and i'm just speaking for that one group 
can we as a group uh, set a certain dollar amount or this is one of the rumors does world service uh, board intend to set a certain dollar amount that every group is responsible for the rumor amount was that it takes right now with our current expenses it takes about 13 dollars a meeting to break even and i don't know where that number came from there's rumors about where that came from but it's like do we have to make at least 13 dollars per meeting or is it not that specific i mean so that's one piece of information maybe we could throw around um is it possible to have a qr code for each meeting to make it easier to get to the donation collection and where is the money going is is part of it being specified about each meeting donating or is it all going into general fund with no tracking so these are some, some of the questions that came up and i just told my group on the men's meeting that i would bring them to today's meeting here um also do, are we also one more thing and are we looking at maybe moving towards uh having treasurers at the online meetings somebody to like oversee this if there's more of a structured way to collect the money uh make it more uh, uh organized more structured and hopefully more conscious is that also in the works so there's lots of questions about what's coming down the pike how we can address the shortfall that's it Hold on one second, I gotta let my dog out. <laughs> Thanks um, for all of that, Richard. Good, good questions, good, um, clear. Um, because we don't know how many people are in meetings, you know, the, you know, you had some specific questions about, you know, what is each meeting and, uh, we could do the math. We could say, Hey, our, you know, our yearly expenses are, you know, this number, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, and what we know is we have, you know, a couple hundred online meetings, a couple hundred in-person meetings. So we could do the math, which is maybe where that $13 a month per group, you know, if there's 400 meetings and every meeting was giving $13 a, a month or a meet or a week or whatever it is, we could, you know, come up with some arbitrary, you know, that's what it costs. We haven't really done that in any clear way but if you heard if you heard a number that was probably me or someone else spitballing of saying like yeah if every meeting actually gave 13 dollars a time uh world services would be supported um there's not an official number you know that has never actually been done and it's more just for our own interest of like what would it take uh i've said this before i think you've heard it um, because we don't know how many people are in meetings, um, we don't know how what percentage of people are actually giving. What Sebastian and I do know, since we see the email, you know, the donations from PayPal, and um, uh, what we know is that um, a very small, to be generous, twenty percent, less than twenty percent of people that are attending uh online meetings and it might be closer to 10 percent of people that are uh, attending online meetings are actually donating and and that you know we can track that because we actually you know every day see you know there was 20 meetings today and you know probably must have been you know hundreds of people at those 20s of meetings and we got 20 donations for the day you know <laughs> like um so we can track that you know like how many people are actually clicking through on those links and donating um but we don't know how many people are in the meetings or anything like that and then when it comes to the in-person meetings which there are uh, over a hundred of uh sebastian do you know the the number i think over a hundred in person at this point i believe yeah it's over a hundred uh it's uh just over 200. just over 200 in-person meetings uh and you know so any donations to world services mm -hmm. from the in-person meetings would be either mailed physically mailing a check to our office 
or maybe they are collecting that and then doing a, a one-time, you know, Venmo or PayPal or or something like that. So it's a little bit hard to track. Uh, people who are actually mailing in checks, um, maybe I get three checks a month from in-person meetings. You know, maybe five uh, in a good month, but you know, just just like a real trickle of uh, meetings actually sending checks in. Um, so what we know is that not a lot of the donations that are happening at meetings, at in-person meetings, are actually making it to uh, any sort of extra making it to world services. Uh, and what we know is that all of the donations that are coming in online are going directly to us. And it's like a very small percentage of people who are attending who are choosing to donate. Um, we're a you know, one of our guiding principles is there's no dues or fees. You know, we're running on uh, the trust that eventually there'll be a critical mass of people who appreciate their recovery enough and have the financial means to be generous and to, you know, donate at meetings and to support world services. You know, there's also a handful of people who become monthly supporters to world services and say, you know, rather than donating $5 every time I attend a meeting, I'm just going to give, you know, $50 a month to world services. And there's, you know, we have a handful of those. It's not, it's not a very large list of monthly supporters, but there are some. Um, and, you know, we have some, we have a, you know, some, very generous major donors, some members of Refuge Recovery that love what we're doing so much, that give thousands of dollars occasionally, that is what is actually keeping us afloat. You know, uh, if we were dependent on only the donations from the meetings, we wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, pay Sebastian or pay the rent on our office or, you know, we wouldn't actually be able to, or, you know, pay, you know, support the organization um, if we were totally dependent on just what comes in from the meetings. So we're very fortunate that um, we have some, you know, wealthy and kind of successful people in refuge recovery that love it and keep saying like, hey, let me give a few thousand dollars. I want to support this thing. And so we've been very fortunate to have that. And then we make some money um, off of the retreats sometimes. Sometimes when there's a retreat or a conference that, you know, they'll we'll make like $5,000 or uh, off of the retreat or the conference. And then that will go into also supporting what we're doing. Um, and uh, we'll see some of the retreats this year look a little bit sketchy, actually, like we might lose money on them because not that many people are registering for some of the retreats this year. So, you know, that that retreat thing isn't a, a great business model either because you never know whether it's going to you know, break even. And I, I, it's partially my fault <laughs> because I give away too many scholarships to the retreats. Anytime somebody's like, I want to come to the retreat. I don't have any money. I'm like, come, you know, or, or we do these discounted prices. And then sometimes um, it's, you know, we end up not making any money uh, on it at all for the organization or possibly even losing money. So, um, We haven't really had any serious board discussion about actually actually asking meetings to set a number and say, hey, we want each group to send us $20 a month. We haven't had any serious discussion about that. Um, if that was, you know, part of the, it sounded like that was part of the question. I've definitely thought about that and we've 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 thought about uh, encouraging, asking, um, you know, I don't know how much this is happening in, in refuge recovery. I'm sure it's happening some. It for sure happens in the other peer-led recovery 12-step world where a lot of donations just disappear into the treasurer's pocket. Uh, I don't know how much that's happening in refuge. I'm, sh you know, probably a little bit, probably, hopefully not that much. But, you know, when those baskets are being passed and there's all of that cash there and then they're supposed to be paying the rent and, you know, 
you know, people relapse and, and walk off with the money, um, you know, or don't relapse, but walk off with the money. That's part of the risk of saying like, hey, collect this money in the name of Refuge Recovery World Services, and we're going to trust you to, to pass it forward when, when it's appropriate to pass it forward. You know, I'll end with, um, yes, we need support. Yes, we need to figure this out. And also, here we are nine years into refuge recovery, and we're doing pretty good. And, you know, we've rebuilt up to almost 400 uh, meetings, um, you know, after the COVID and after the split and all of that stuff. Uh, refuge recovery is alive and well. And yes, it could use financial support, but it's not some sort of like... Um, you know, we're not going to shut down world services tomorrow because of the donations. We're going to continue to, you know, show up. And it's part of our, part of my job, part of all of our jobs, I think, to um, educate each other and encourage this conversation and encourage, uh, encourage Donna, encourage donations. Did I answer most of it for you, Richard? I think so. Thank you, Noah. Uh, there's a, one minor follow-up, though, sure. if I could, then mm -hmm. I'll let go. Um, what there is, I think, some anxiety with some people about are we, how are we? And you clarified that tonight by saying we're, we're actually doing okay, so no need to be anxious about it. But what I'm hearing with the rumors as well as the conversations is that people are kind of wondering, well, what else could we be doing? I mean, what else would be helpful? So we're looking towards the leadership at the board level and you to yeah. say, okay, guide us, help us, teach us, show us the way. I think that's also what's going on. Yeah. You know, I've been running um, these organizations, these nonprofit organizations for over 20 years now that are fully, you know, refuge for nine years against the stream for before that, you know, I've, I've been doing this Donna Buddhist you know, uh, uh, generosity thing. Uh, I have a lot of faith, a lot of confidence, and and a lot of willingness to accept what's offered, and then to make whatever. You know, we're not a business in the traditional business sense. If if we were, it's such a bit terrible business model <laughs> of just offering everything basically for free, um, and hoping that people will feel moved to voluntarily give. Um, part of our recovery is learning to be generous and is educating each other on the importance of generosity and um, that happens slowly you know i've seen this as a, a buddhist teacher that it, it often takes people many years to realize the importance of being generous it's rare that someone comes into recovery already um you know generous and 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 willing to to practice that so uh you know one of the things that we do is we support each other in recovery, and I believe that 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 recovery long term and you know Dharma practice that we're doing will lead to people becoming more and more generous and you know maybe uh, you know more people that refuge recovery saves their life you know become successful and then they will say like hey let me write a big check you know because that's also how these things are. Uh, supported is that, you know, then people kind of say like, hey, I love this thing and changed my life and I've got a windfall, you know, my IPO went public or whatever, I don't know, something. Um, and I want to write a check, uh, you know, I sold my business, I sold my house, I want to write a check to the, you know, support this thing. So that happens a little bit too. I'm not great at asking for that. I'm not um, so keen on the fundraising aspect of it and mostly land on trusting that um you know people will give when they feel moved to give no can i can i make a follow a follow-up comment slash question to this mm -hmm. yeah go ahead Al. yeah so in in many of the meetings that i attend the script around donna gets written gets read really fast la 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 like the script gets read in a really habitual way. And I think it would be worth reminding people that Donna is a thing <laughs> and um, and pausing there and, and not just, you know, 
blowing through it. And um, even if it would be okay, somebody like I, I make a monthly contribution. It's automatic. It goes through PayPal. I figured it out based on how many meetings I go to and how much my integrity says I would like to be giving per meeting. And um, and I don't have to worry about it. I would love to say that at a meeting. I would love to say, but it's not in the script. Would it be okay for me to make a sort of pitch at our at my home meeting? I think that there's a place for that. Um, I wonder where that would come in. I'm I'm wondering if that would come in uh, in announcements. Refuge, refuge recovery related announcements. Sure. That, might, that might be a place where we yeah. could say, hey, I've got an announcement. I want to talk a, a little bit about my relationship to generosity on this program and, and how I support it. Um, also, part of uh, Richard's question was, um, is there thought about online meetings having a treasurer in person meetings? You know, it's one of the suggested um you know necessary service commitments at in-person um that is something that your the meetings that you go to at the next business meeting you guys could um through group conscience say hey we do want to have a treasurer and a treasurer's announcement um that's more than just the script you know just like a, a, a lot of meetings are doing a kind of um uh, mentor liaison mentor announcement and you know there's not really a script for that people are just saying hey a mentor is this and this is my experience with mentors and i can help you um so you could do something like that for a treasurer at some of the online meetings that you're attending um i think that would probably be very helpful i don't see anything uh against any uh essential elements or guiding principles with doing that Vanessa um, or anybody else have any thoughts about that? Yeah, the only thing I can think of is like, yes, it's it's one thing to be the like the treasurer liaison, but then um, things get a little trickier if you're collecting funds for the group. Uh, one thing that I that I know is is possible because when we talk about you know allocating, knowing which donations are coming from which group. When I donate, I do Venmo, and I know that there's a note you can put in, and I put my meeting note in there. Um, so then Sebastian, or, you know, what meeting I'm donating for. Um, also when like I'm in the meeting, I, well, I'm the secretary for meeting, but I, I physically take my phone, I give my donation and I'm like, I donated. And sometimes, you know, if I'll do it in a meeting, I'm not a secretary. I'm like, I donated exclamation point in the chat window, because, you know, I'm trying to get simulate that feeling of the basket being passed. And how do you do that virtually? You know, because I'm going to be implored to compelled, implored. What am I compelled <laughs> to donate? Um, either if the basket's too low or if the basket's high, based on what my peers are doing, like, oh, this is what we're doing, or oh, no one's doing this. I better step it up. So just kind of feeding off my community. I like that. Okay, moving on. Elizabeth. Hi, thank you. Uh, I'm the group rep for the Bainbridge Island Sunday afternoon meeting. I've been asked to speak and inquire about um, a situation we've had a person attend at least two meetings, if not three. Um, and their screen name was listed as like, their first name, Otter Pilot. And then in, and they, there was no, um, they had their camera off, but early-ish in the meeting, they shared something in the chat that said, this is so-and-so's Otter Pilot. And here's the link to um, the script that this person is curating based on your meeting. And I was able to click on the link and they are verbatim <laughs> transcribing what is being said in the meeting and it actually takes pictures um, and so this raised several alarms um, certainly we have felt like it challenges and even compromises the 10th guiding principle about privacy and people feel like their confidentiality is being compromised 
Um, and I, at one point, um, tried to gently communicate and, and wanted to be aware of this person's possible access needs, but said, I see that you're curating and gathering all of this data. Can I ask what happens to this data? And they didn't respond. And shortly after, they left the meeting and have, to my knowledge, have not been back since. Um, and so I've been... Um, asked to raise this issue and, and if it's appropriate to also see if this is happening in other meetings um, to see if there's a, a world services response. I anticipate that it's going to be group conscience on the on the Sangha itself. Um, so that's what's happening. And I'm curious your, about your thoughts on that. Sebastian and I discussed this a little bit. I know you spoke with him about it. And um, yeah, it's difficult because we don't know uh, that in that particular instance what the, the need was. Uh, some of those AI programs are made for deaf, deaf people or hearing impaired people so that they can hear they can uh, attend, you know, read the, the transcript and because they can't actually hear us. So it, you know, it's a, a an access issue. And I'd imagine that most people would be fine with it being transcribed so that a, a deaf or hearing impaired person would be able to, you know, participate um, in the meeting. Um, but when, you know, in the, an issue like this, when they don't respond, because if that was the case, it would be pretty easy for them to say, hey, I'm deaf and this is how I get to participate in refuge recovery. Please allow me to continue <laughs> to do this then you know i'd imagine that you and your group would have said yeah yeah sure we have a you know a hearing impaired participant that wants to you know is transcribing so that they can participate but if somebody doesn't um respond then it makes sense to uh, maybe block them you know if it feels like there might be some nefarious intentions and you know somebody is you know taking screenshots you know the, the program itself is taking screenshots it's so hard to tell what's happening now with the you know monumental advancements in AI and you know it's sort of if it's on the internet AI is in it you know kind of learning from it and you know doing all of that stuff my own sense is that for the most part it's um uh, I'm not very educated about this but so my opinion is not not that important here I don't think but uh, my sense is that it's probably pretty harmless that kind of stuff that they're uh, you know, just kind of, you know, at this point, you could probably ask AI to, you know, create a recovery program and it would, and it would, <laughs> or, you know, you can ask AI to give a Dharma talk and it would you ask AI about Buddhism and it'll tell you like all of these different, you know, perspectives of Buddhism, but um, you did answer it, which is that ultimately, if somebody tries to come in and an AI tries to join a group online, it's a group conscience. Uh, World Services, at this point, we haven't actually discussed it on the board, but my my view, and, and we will discuss this at our next board meeting, but my view is that we're not going to say, hey, AI, you know, no AI otter apps are allowed in any meetings ever. That's going to be up to the groups to decide whether they feel how they feel about it. And I think that you handled it well by trying to say, hey, can we communicate with you about it? And I think anytime somebody, uh, you know, is not willing to communicate, then you're kind of like, well, you know, that's that's a sign that there's, that's you know, it's not a good sign. Sorry, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure at some point AI will also become addicted to substance or process. <laughs> At that time, they can only be, hope they yeah. will be allowed in the painting. All are welcome, even AI. <laughs> I'm a information man. In right. fact, Vanessa, we're start, we're starting a new meeting for bots. Good. Did you have a, a follow up, Elizabeth? Uh, no, no. Um, I I do see some of my Sangha members here, and so um, I guess before we move on to another topic, I don't know if it's possible if anybody else wanted to share something. Barb, who's our secretary. Go ahead, Barb. Um, actually, uh, Rita's our secretary now. Oh, yes. But, um, I started 
started with Sebastian communicating about this. I actually did quite a bit of reading about Otter AI. Forgotten who started it, um, but it's now a Zoom partner. And I think it's here to stay. If I was a university student, I would sign up immediately because it transcribes, records, and photographs whatever the AI thinks is pertinent to photograph during the meeting. Those are saved by the person who has the account, and they are able to share with whoever they deem appropriate to share with. So it's a digital record of our meeting, basically. And um, we did try to connect with uh, Jason. It was Jason. Hi, I'm Jason's Otter AI assistant. And we didn't get any kind of meaningful response. And I, I missed last Sunday, so I don't know what happened. But I think what we decided was that if we couldn't make contact, because another um, facet of this, and I think it's here to stay, because in the literature online about a, uh, Otter AI is, if you can't attend your meeting, your AI assistant can attend for you and actually represent you in the meeting. So, um, yeah, I think business people are going to be using it. University students are going to be using it. It's but for our purposes, I think that what we've decided is that um, we're going to discuss in a business meeting whether we uh, have a disclaimer at the beginning of our meeting that um, that it's not acceptable to record the meeting. Um, I don't know where we are on that yet, but I did want to add that I think that it's not only in fact i would guess that a very small percentage of people use it for um physical you know sensory access and more like i'm just way too busy to manage everything i need to and i'm just going to record a meeting and then listen to it during dinner time is i think is how it will be used a lot in the future so but I think that our group will have to decide how we want to handle it. If we can't make contact with the person using it, that's yeah. significant, I think. Thanks. Over and out. Thanks, Barbara. Anything else on AI or any other comments about this? Yeah, I guess uh, this is JP. I'm a newer member to RR since January this year. And uh, Crystal Math is my DOC. And I, this has come up in my own sort of like personal life with that sort of uh, psychosis part of, you know, that addiction where, thank God, I have like the sense of, you know, self and confidence in this program, you know, gives me that. But there are those times where I'm like, who is online Zoom user and they're not ever showing their camera. Um, and it's sort of like, it freaks me out, you know? So I think not only just from, you know, that perspective of confidentiality, you know, I don't have a lot of access to in-person meetings where I'm at. Um, so just some anecdotal stuff I just thought I'd add in there. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, it is okay for meetings. Um, you know, Jason, you can bring, or uh, JP, you can bring that up at, at meetings, it's absolutely okay for online meetings to vote and have a group conscience that say at this meeting, you um, need to leave your camera on. And, um, you know, we don't allow people in the meeting that don't have their camera on for that sort of sense of uh, confidentiality that we are, you know, we're not, it's not an observer spot sport, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not something that you can kind of just voyeuristically attend. You need to actually be here with us in the, in the room. And, um, you know, that's, that would be okay for a group to make that decision. Moving on, Michelle. 
I I made it. Um, so this is about money again. I guess that's maybe the hot topic right now. Some people were asking about a current financial statement, and I'm wondering when that might be produced. I'm working on it. Okay. I should maybe put out um, to the community that I could use. I don't. I don't. I have a volunteer bookkeeper um, who has now sent me the books like seven times you know saying like oh nope i had to check oh nope i had to oh nope i had to oh nope and you know everything that comes through world services goes through um what's the online uh yeah, quickbooks but you know reconciling the quickbooks with the bank account and um anyways you know what happens when you have volunteers do important stuff for you sure you can yeah. But also it is one of those situations where because we don't have a lot of money, I don't really want to hire an expensive, really great professional bookkeeper to do it. Um, so I'm very happy to have a, you know, a volunteer to do it. But also it's um, for the, I've been kind of working, trying to get the 22, you know, rectified for like three months now. So I actually have an appointment tomorrow for you know one more time to go through the quickbooks and the uh you know profit and loss and 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 all of that so anyways it's coming soon you get what you pay for exactly <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. com it's coming soon you know we don't file our taxes for the you know until um the fall i know people are like well in january we want to see the last year's stuff but uh, as a business, we actually don't file our taxes and they're not due until I think October. So uh, it's always going to be a pretty big lag because, you know, I, I start working on the taxes and all of that in the summer. Um, you know, it's just this the way that that I'm that I'm doing it. I probably could, you know, try to do the March stuff, but we don't. We always extend and, and do it later. Padma. Thank you. Thank you, Noah. And hi, everybody. So I'm the secretary for the Sunday um, 8 a.m. to 9, I think, 9.30 a.m. meeting. And there are a couple of people here who might be in that meeting also. And um, I know that on the Saturday, East Coast, 8 a.m. meeting. Um, that was where I originally heard about this, that the suggestion there was to um, have a statement in the script that would offer the pound, pound 988 number for suicide. Because in one of the meetings, somebody was talking about it and um, the secretary at that meeting was quite concerned, and and so they met and and talked about that. And I happened to be at that meeting, and I thought that's a great idea for us to be able to um, do that. So the question was, and I wish that secretary who had she actually um, wrote up something, and I don't have it um, that could be put into a script, but we wanted to run it by you or and see if it has to be run by the board. And I'll ask anybody else in, if, if anybody else attended those two um, monthly meetings and, and see if you remember more than I do. I have something I'm looking up in the script that... Um, Thank you, Nancy she mentioned um it was right after you know whether unpleasant or pleasant please note if you or a loved one is having thoughts of suicide call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org for emotional support your lives matter So as a group conscious, we decided to put it in the script for the Saturday morning meeting. 
And we're discussing putting it in for Sunday. So it's a very kind, generous, loving intention. Seems like it seems like very good intentions to include that. Um, my concern is that it might go against our guiding principle of not being affiliated uh, with any other organization. And by putting another organization's phone number uh, in the script, you are, um, go ahead, Padma, you're saying it's not an organization? It's not, it's um, throughout the country and it was started by Biden. So it's available to anyone everywhere. I, I, so it's a, it's a health, it's, yeah, in health, it's a, it's a government agency. Yeah. Uh, still it's an organization, you know, technically it's an organization. It's a government organization. Um, okay. So I'm that, that's you know that's the only flag that it raises for me um is you know kind of in our script be offering government you know even a really good like a suicide you know offering a government organization phone number um in some way is saying this group is in support of the US government's approach to this matter around suicide prevention um could be political for some people uh could be you know could be seen as a, a political or a um you know even even kind of you know it was biden you know it was biden that did it it wasn't you know it was, um so i unfortunately you know I, i'm i'm interested in other people's interpretation of um this guiding principle that says no you know groups have no affiliation with any other organization religion tradition you know and we kind of we try to be very clear about that um does that apply to a suicide prevention hotline uh that's a I have, this is a question for us to discuss as a group um let me start by asking Vanessa's opinion, and then I'll take the hands. Agree. <laughs> what? It's it's very clear to me. Um, essential, you know, the, the guiding principle number eight, it's right there in the chat window. It says political causes, organizations, or institutions. Um, as well intended as it is, I mean, it's it's I mean, there's a million amazing resources that I'd love to give people at refuge meetings and it's we just can't and and we have a it's against it's against the guiding principles. So the we, guiding principles were, were, were written to, you know, keep us all together and. We can as individuals, as yeah, individuals, yeah. we can totally give these resources to each other. Yeah, I but as a group. Yeah. By group conscience saying this group supports this message, uh, you know, supports this other organization. That's the problem. It's not that an individual would say that, but to actually the group yeah. itself to say we want, you know, uh, we want to offer this resource. I think it's a problem. I think a good a good way that both needs could be met. What I would what I would suggest if it were my business meeting that I was attending would be to insert something like if you're having a hard time, please stick around after the meeting. And if you'd like anything, you know, like we're here to talk to you because um, parking lot time, you can give those that, you know, and the person can stick around if they want them. That would be my suggestion. OK, so do we have to take that out of the script now, Noah? I think so, but okay. I'm, open, I'm open to some conversation, but that, that would be, you know, that would be my opinion, but I, I could be swayed if, if anybody else has a, uh, a strong enough argument, um, you know, and ultimately this isn't up to me. We'd have to take it to the board, but my interpret, you know, the, the problem with print, you know, any kind of guiding principles, it's up to interpretation on some level. We haven't written the long form of this. Um, but it, you know, like like Vanessa's saying, it's pretty clear right here. Um, 
no opinion on other organizations and by putting that in the script you are you know uh you know kind of our opinion is this is a good resource um and it, even even though it's probably true still it's the group offering an opinion on another outside organization thank you yeah thank you barbara go ahead Well, you're muted, Barbara. Sorry. Um, my understanding of the history is that maybe Biden was the one who eventually got it into law, but 911, which anybody in the country knows to call for fire and police, was so overwhelmed by mental health issues that they needed to create a mental health emergency line. I don't view that as being, you know, one political party or the other. I view it as being 911 for people in mental health crises. Agreed. I think the question is, um is uh refuge recovery meetings the appropriate place to educate people about resources like this yeah and if i could chime in i'm curious like with some of the very specific meetings like uh pornography and the food processing meetings you know they are all very rr based there's no you know sort of um other institutions you know offered to say if you're having issues with you know your pornography viewing here are some additional places you might want to check out it's all still very within it's all rr and then you have that parking lot to discuss oh hey i went to this rehab or i you know do this sort of thing so i i, I would agree on the, the the guiding principle there for the most part thanks jp philip joe go ahead so uh one of the groups that i go to we uh implemented we don't announce it in the meeting as part of the script but one of the members will put a link to like crisis numbers in the chat and then people if they feel like they need it can click on that crisis number um so i don't know if that gets around the like promoting it as part of rr but it's it's there but it's not like specifically in the script um you know what gets put in the uh meeting chat as a whole nother hot topic um but my initial sense is that that is a nice workaround where it's actually one person saying here's this it's not the group endorsing it uh maybe better that it's not the secretary posting that as though they're um representing the whole group um but it you know it's just an individual saying you know here's a here's a resource because individual members were allowed to have those views and opinions, just not as a group. Christine? Yes, thank you. Um, my response is very similar to that. I do think that it doesn't necessarily belong in a script, although I really like the idea and appreciate the idea of it. I was thinking more along the lines of it's very important to your group that one of the members of the group could put it as an announcement. Yeah. That might be a good workaround, um, Nancy. And um, who was it that brought it up, Padma? Yeah, yeah, I'll bring it to the attention of the group Saturday. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Kamozi? Just, just give up my anonymity, just like that. We're not an anonymous program. <laughs> hey, um, I don't know if I'm really going to be able to add much, but I just want to kind of shore up maybe what's already been said. Um, and there it went. As uh, as a guy who's been around from the uh, infancy, I've been able to see some uh, tendencies of slippery slope from before the uh, guiding principles were uh, were a thing. 
and uh, there's excellent meditations and literature and uh, all kinds of stuff out there. But without keeping some uh, some pretty narrow uh, structure, it goes quickly off the rails. And in that same spirit, the script uh, will tend to kind of grow weeds. And then the next thing you know, you've got a, uh, you know, <laughs> a mess. And it happens in all the meetings. Once in a while, we, we just need to kind of trim it down and go, oh, yeah, like here's the original script. It's not broken. It totally works. Uh, and I love the care and the compassion. There is a, and somebody else mentioned earlier, the, the, um, the kind of mundane, the, the, the rote reading of the script. It just, I mean, we're dealing with me included short attention span theater audience. So, um, is it mentioned in the beginning, Hey, there's parking a lot after, if you feel like you're in trouble, please hang out with, you know, lots of people that are willing to, to talk to you. And then, and there's just, you know, there's just trends like this, uh, the pound nine, eight, eight thing to start telling your friends to, to mention it, uh, you know, off the, uh, 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 off the table. And, uh, I think it's a great resource to have. So yeah, sorry if there wasn't anything new there, but, um, just, I wanted to back you up. Noah. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Sebastian. No, I was just going off of, um, <clears throat> when you were saying that it could be something said during the announcements, um, it says in there that we're supposed to just do refuge stuff during the announcements. So I don't know if that kind of breaks that. We haven't gotten here and I'm not totally keen on it. Um, I've, I think I've said this before in, um, in the Q and A, um, in 12 step world, they say, you know, are there any AA related announcements? And then a lot of meetings, they say, are there any non AA related announcements? Um, and so we haven't gotten there to refuge. We've been just sticking with refuge related announcements, but maybe we will get to the point or, um, where some groups say, hey, we also want to be able to announce some non refuge related stuff, you know, that's even sort of connected to the group of like, hey, you know, there's a Sangha, you know, this isn't a refuge hike on Saturday, but a bunch of us are going hiking on Saturday. And it's a, you know, anybody, everybody's invited, you know, stuff like that, a time in meetings for announcement, uh, non uh, refuge related announcements. Um, it's not in the script, but it is possible to expand to that at some point. I, I threw uh, I threw in the chat. It's the seventh of the essential elements saying that announcements about RR information only. <clears throat> yeah, you know, this is um, was created four years ago during the split when um, people were announcing, you know, uh, inappropriate things in refuge recovery meetings, trying to create division uh, within the meetings. And so it was sort of conflict time as we were rebuilding refuge recovery that we felt like we needed to be quite um, strict about this. Um, we may be coming soon to a time where we don't need to be so strict about it. Um, I'm sure there's lots of different opinions about this kind of stuff. I tend to be very um, lax <laughs> about this kind of thing. And, and you know, my, personally, I'm fine with people making some outside announcements, but it's a, it's a slippery slope, um, you know, because one of the things that might start getting announced is people's uh, outside meditation groups, you know, they might, and some of them will be really good meditation groups, you know, say, hey, like, it's not refuge, but I go to the Zen center, or I go to this insight group, or, hey, this Tibetan teachers is coming to town. Some of it's quite good. But, you know, some of those groups, um, were sending people into harm's way, even in even in, you know, even announcing Buddhist communities, where the teacher is sleeping with the students, or there's some abuses happening, or, you know, it's um, it's a very slippery slope, you know, to kind of start announcing outside organizations at meetings. Uh, and, you know, probably most of them are good, but some of them are going to be not that good. 
and we're going to be sending them off, you know, to some cult that you don't even know is a cult, you know, kind of, you know, because it's called Buddhism. Um, so, you know, we got to stick with our own cult for now. <laughs> Jay, uh, let's go with L. Um, on that, I would uh, plead that if outside announcements are, are uh, allowed or encouraged, that it happens in the parking lot, because I I don't want to sit through them, and I don't want to be rude and keep popping off meetings before the um, dedication of merit. Right. So, um, like, unless the secretary is like allowed to say no that's not appropriate or you know then it be it it so easily will become unbridled like yeah. so that's my three cents yeah i mean it's it, it is dangerous <clears throat> my experience in the 12-step world and the meetings that i have and you know sometimes do attend that um allow outside and uh non non-aa related announcements hardly anybody ever uses it it you know it's hardly you know uh, hardly ever you know it's like um so it could be a slippery slope and it could be sort of a nothing and some people for a little while say hey there's a suicide prevention 988 number um but that mostly it won't be getting used but uh anyways i'm not officially for the record i'm not officially encouraging outside announcements at this point we're still until that essential element get cha gets changed uh no outside announcements uh we're just sticking with refuge for now at some point we might relax this essential element um some but we're not yet for the record but we probably have like a thorough thorough board discussion on that right <laughs> we would it would definitely be a board discussion awesome It's six o'clock. JP, did you? Oh, you wanted to talk more about money. Let's table that. We've, we talk about money every month we get together and do this. And um, yeah, but let's table that for now. And Christine, your hand is still up, but did you have something else to say? No, just didn't lower because I'm driving. It's okay. No problem. Thank and you. Um, we're just about out of time. I see Michelle and Richard getting in there. We'll hear from Michelle. We'll table Richard since we've already heard from him tonight. Michelle, you have the last word. Right on. Uh, so I'm just curious. We've talked about playing music during Donna. What about playing music before the meeting starts as people are coming in? Is there an opinion about this other than I personally think it's annoying, but um the board position on music is that it is outside literature and um my sense is that and so that it's you know music is not allowed in refuge recovery meetings because it's it's outside uh literature it's 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 sort of this other issue around organizations institutions political causes because music is political <laughs> where i come from <laughs> you know what you're playing is a political statement to me um so um if you know like on a zoom meeting or even an in-person meeting if it's you know a, a you know refuge recovery zoom room that is a refuge recovery meeting even if it's before or after the meeting this meeting space is for refuge recovery uh, and even if it's an in-person meeting and you're collecting donations to pay the rent on that meeting with Refuge Recovery's name, it's a Refuge Recovery space. And by playing music there, you are aligning Refuge Recovery with the kind of music that you're playing. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're 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 saying this group supports this kind of music, this political statement this you know this vibration whatever we want to call it is so you know this is what refuge recovery is about now um it's very dangerous because of so many different views and opinions and preferences around music 
And I don't think that we could find a kind of music that everyone, um, or maybe we should say it the other way, that some people wouldn't find offensive or off-putting. No matter how cool you think your music taste is, no matter how harmless you think your music taste is, it might turn people away and say, Refuge Recovery is about classical music. Fuck classical music. Fuck Refuge Recovery. <laughs> Thank you. All right, like who hates Bach? A lot of people hate Bach. <laughs> Fuck those old dead white guys, for sure. <laughs> All right, thank you. We're out of time for tonight. Um, we have another Q&A coming up in, do you know it, Sebastian? He wrote it in chat, October 19th. 19th. He's a step ahead. He's a step ahead of me, October 19th. Um, if you go to in-person meetings, uh, encourage, you know, announce this, you know, as one of the refuge related for people to know about this, to be able to come. If you are, or you know, people who are, um, group reps, have the group reps come. This is a, a forum for the group rep for me, not just because there's something wrong, but just to connect with each other and be in the room together with those who are holding service, like group rep positions at meetings. Um, this is the time until we build a bigger infrastructure. This is one of the few infrastructures that we have for the group reps and the participants from other meetings um, to get together and to have some discussions about refuge related stuff. So. Uh, encourage your group rep to attend this quarterly meeting. The next one is in October. Thank you. And um, see you next time. Refuge Recovery is freely offered. If you'd like to make a donation to support us, you may do so by following the link in the episode notes. We appreciate your generosity.